Praise the Lord. This is just Antoine. We, we're excited to be with you this morning. Um, just believing God to do exceptional, uh, extraordinary, extraordinary things in and through our lives. Here we are with Let's Get Growing Man. We are on day four. Um, we realized that um, without God, we can't do nothing. He, that's what he said. We can't do nothing without him. And so, um, like I said um, before, that he anoints us. He gives us his ability, his spirit, so that to empower us to do those things that he's requiring of us. And so he didn't leave it up to us to do it on our own, but he has uh, left us his spirit. And so um, we thank God for his spirit. We thank God for the opportunity to be uh, called his children, um, to be called his son. Um, and so we just give him all the praise, the glory and the honor. We're going to jump right in to day four, uh, session four um, in volume one of um, the uh, 33, the series um, with a uh, quest for authentic manhood, I'm telling you, is very powerful. We're going to be starting to talk about the faces of man. And, and <laughs> I mean, when I first heard it, it, it just revolutionized um, my life. And, and so um, I'm still on the journey and I'm still on the quest. And so I, I'm glad that you're here to join me and um, those that are courageous enough uh, to step out on faith and believe for something greater, um, believe for growth, uh, believe for uh, maturity. This is what this is all about. Uh, I'm not doing it for fame or fortune. I'm doing it because I love the Lord. And, and I know that uh, if we diligently seek him, he's going to reward us. And so we just give him all, all the praise, glory, and honor. So let me jump on and go ahead and put this on here this morning. Um, we're excited for what God is doing. Let's go. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the magnificent Lord of hosts. something about the last session the definition of man and when i begin to think about that i just thought to myself if i had that earlier in my life just where would i be that's right to think about that to ex to reject passivity to accept responsibility to lead courageously and then to invest eternally i mean that reshapes everything we're about everything yeah for me too when i first heard that several years ago it was like somebody kicked me in the rear and said get up get in the game and do something you know don't just stand there like adam in the garden yeah it puts that bullseye specifically on man's primal issue and that's passivity yeah. and so boy to call that out and then to call us up into something else is exciting which is exactly what we do in this session and the next couple of sessions where we paint a picture of kind of the multi-dimensionality of masculinity right right that manhood is not 
just one dimensional. You, you can't act at home like you act at work. I mean, there, there are different sides, different faces, and we have to learn to embrace all of those and use them at the right time. Yeah, there are four faces, right? Yeah. So we don't have to look at your face <laughs> anymore. There are four faces of manhood. We're going to cover a couple of those. There are. This session, we deal with the king and the warrior. Next session, the lover and the friend. So today, we're going to look in this session really at the, the righteous energy of the king, a lot about integrity and how to build that and what that looks like. And then the action-oriented, courageous energy of the warrior. So I'm excited to paint that vision. I think, JB, you're up to date, so we can't wait to hear what you have to say. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. We've always needed God, but today we need him especially. We're facing a new kind of enemy. We're involved in a new kind of warfare, and we need the help of the Spirit of God. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, can separate us from God's love. In these next two sessions, we're going to give you a perspective of masculinity that complements and expands our manhood definition. 
our masculinity is designed by God to be multidimensional. Narrow or incomplete views of manhood will limit you. It'll hold you back from all that God created you to be, to do, and to experience. Unfortunately, our society has often depicted masculinity as one-dimensional. Men are viewed as only tough and unemotional, or as the overbearing CEO, or as the romantic ladies' man. These are often caricatures of masculinity, and they often dominate our culture's portrayal of men. The well-rounded man, or the man who can wield his masculinity timely and appropriately, is so rare these days that we have actually mystified holistic manhood. We've assumed that it's unreachable. We use a term like renaissance man, which implies that the multifaceted man is a thing of the past. For example, we don't seem to believe that the man who can successfully lead a company can do it with integrity and honesty, while at the same time being passionately connected to his wife and kids and experiencing genuine friendship with other men. Many of us believe that such well-roundedness is unattainable. And we often pit those options as either or rather than both and. The Bible paints a different picture. It shows us men like David, not perfect, but a man who can write a psalm, play a harp, kill a giant, king a nation, and relationally connect with other men. I think this is what the world is looking for. Our cities, our workplaces, and our families need men who can step into all that God's created them to be. I think this is what we as men are looking for too. Instead of a narrow, one-dimensional caricature, we need a biblically-based, broad masculinity that is multidimensional. The kind of masculinity that can move into multiple settings and express itself appropriately and powerfully when needed. We're going to talk about four expressions of manhood, four facets that need to operate in harmony each complementing the other, each synchronized with the other, each balancing the other. We'll call these four expressions the four faces of manhood. Today, we're going to discuss the first two faces, the king and the warrior. In the next session, we'll look at the lover and the friend. It's important to know that these four faces of manhood are not comprehensive or rigid categories. No man will fit perfectly into each of these categories all the time. They merely provide a helpful framework to move us past an inadequate, one-dimensional masculinity. Also, the four faces of manhood are not necessarily intended to reflect only psychological categories, but rather a point of reference to discuss the various roles, responsibilities, and relationships experienced by most men. It's also important to understand that each of these faces, in balance, bring out honorable and positive aspects of manhood. They can also get out of balance and be taken to extremes, in which case the honor will be replaced by ugly caricatures. Let's take a look at each face, and this will become clear. The first face of manhood is the king face. This face doesn't come easily in a man's life. It has to be cultivated over time. A man can develop this face in various ways, maybe through the example of his parents, through mentors, heroes, stories, and persevering through problems. It grows stronger as he integrates his faith into his life. The king face reflects righteous energy. It's characterized by strong convictions, courageous moral choices, a servant spirit, righteous leadership. The essence of the king face is providing direction for others and loving what is right. The king face is primarily associated with integrity. 
The man who wears the king face loves and values truth and integrity over what is convenient, comfortable, or easy. He loves what's right, and he knows what's right is determined by God. The integrity of the king face shows itself when a man is asked to cheat on a business deal. It's the face he shows when it comes time to keeping a promise, even when keeping that promise is going to cost him greatly. It's the face a man shows when he has given his word. In fact, his word is as good as any high-powered, detailed, legally binding contract. It's the face that he shows when he's on a trip for work and he's tempted to cheat on his wife. It's the face he shows when he could take advantage of another person and he chooses not to. It's the face he shows when he sees a friend's life out of control and he makes the hard call to step in and speak up and confront the guy, calling him back to what is noble and right, even at the risk of the friendship. It's the face that calls a man to live differently from the crowd, to fight for the oppressed, and to stand for what is right, not just what's popular or easy. In the Bible, you see the king face in a man named Nathan who confronts David about his secret adultery. He knows that David, King David, could have him banished from the kingdom or even have him killed. But he looks him straight in the eye and he lays it all on the line. And he basically says to David, you are wrong. Interestingly, in that moment, the king face is also shown by David. When Nathan confronted David with his sin, he didn't make excuses or try to spin the circumstances or explain his way out of it. David admitted to Nathan that he had sinned. He was genuinely broken because of his sin. He confessed and he repented. The king face is also associated with leadership. When a man wears his king face, he has the capacity to create order and has the opportunity to bless others. The king face creates harmony, provision, and protection for himself and all those who are entrusted to him. His righteous core creates safety and justice for others. It provides clarity in chaos and direction in the midst of confusion. According to Stu Weber in his book, The Four Pillars of a Man's Heart, the king looks ahead, anticipates need, spots potential dangers, defines directions, and charts a wise course. Now, when a man's king face is pushed too far and it lacks the complement or the balance of the other faces, he can turn into a bully, a tyrant, or a dictator. If your fight to hold the standard on what is right turns you into a self-righteous, argumentative, divisive man, then you quickly lose your power and you corrupt your influence. Then there's the other extreme. What if you're a man without enough righteous energy? A man who's not developed his integrity, his character, his king face. Then you'll probably struggle with compromise. Men lacking in this area have often thrown down their swords and surrendered their character and nobility for their own selfish gain or for the sake of pleasing other people. So on one extreme, you've got the tyrant. The other extreme is the compromiser. Both are misses of authentic manhood. Both are caricatures of the king face. When wielded properly, the benefits of the king face are immense and long-lasting. Proverbs 27 says, The righteous man who walks in his integrity... Blessed are his children after him. For you fathers, there's a lot you can give a son, like great gear, your presence at his ball games, or costly gifts. But the greatest gift you can give him is the example of integrity and a great name. That's a legacy. When you do that for your son, you inject into his soul a substance that's hard to get anywhere else. It strengthens his core and gives him a solid foundation on which he can build and live his life. Without that solid core of integrity, 
You're just teaching him to build a paper house life that'll be driven and tossed by the wind. I think every man would love to have this said about him, how blessed are his children after him. The phrase I want you to remember with the king face is leading with integrity. That's the king. Second face that we want to talk about today is the warrior face. Of all the four faces, this one probably feels the most natural to most men. But don't run out and grab your sword just yet. You need to know what the warrior really looks like. This is the face that reflects courageous energy. It's characterized by initiative, protection, provision, and perseverance. You may remember from the last session that the first Adam couldn't seem to find his warrior face when his wife needed his protection. He just stood there, did nothing. It's the face that is primarily associated with initiative, but not just any kind of initiative. A true warrior takes the initiative for a purpose greater than himself. The warrior is assertive, but that assertiveness is submitted to God, and he fights for the benefit of others. That's quite a contrast from the cowards and the critics that we talked about in session two, who love to stand around criticizing others who are in the fight. The man who wears the warrior face is a man of action, and his actions flow out of his submission to God. This is the face that says, we can take this company global. We can tackle this problem in our marriage. We're not going to look for an easy exit. It's the face that says, I'm going to repay that debt regardless of what it takes. It's the face that says, I'm going to run that marathon, even at 50 years old or 40 pounds overweight, and then lays out a running plan and executes the plan and finishes. It's willing to sacrifice and struggle in order to accomplish something great, something meaningful. Something within most of us enjoys a good fight. That's the warrior face. It takes life head on. It works the hardest, the longest. It outlasts the competition. The warrior says, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to get this done. We're going to figure this out. The warrior rises above comfort and security to get the job done. He's most comfortable on battlefields. He's learned to master his emotions. He's not satisfied with mediocrity. He fights for a better life and for the betterment of others. It's the face that fights for what matters most. The warrior face is typically the most recognized and celebrated of all the four faces, especially among men. Whether it's in sports or business, it's the warrior who fights and claws and shows incredible initiative and endurance and tenacity. That kind of effort is recognized as extraordinary. The warrior face is also associated with purpose. A true warrior is constructive, not destructive. He fights, but he doesn't fight aimlessly or fight just for the sake of fighting. He doesn't stand in some random field and swing his sword wildly over his head. Warriors fight the noble fights. They're intentional. They fight for areas that matter most. The Apostle Paul knew that in 1 Corinthians 9. He said this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath but we an imperishable one. So I do not run aimlessly. I don't box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Paul urges us to not only fight, but to fight with purpose, not aimlessly, not for things that won't last, but with purpose for the noble things and the eternal things. In 1 Timothy 6, Paul lists some of the specific qualities for which we should be fighting. He says, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, 
steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of the faith. Now look at that list of terms. Don't those call all of us up as men? Here's an older man, Paul, looking into the face of a younger man, Timothy, and calling him to take up his sword and pursue noble qualities. That's what we're called to do. We must fight the noble fights and call younger men into the battle for authentic manhood. Remember, though, as with the king face and all the faces, there can be a dark side to the warrior. In other words, there's a shadow side of this face as well. It can get twisted. If you overdo the warrior face, you don't get a real warrior, you get a destroyer. You get a guy who's abusive and harsh and he hurts himself and his family and those around him. A man who doesn't know when to stop or a man who's a workaholic or a man who doesn't value relationships. On the other hand, the other miss, when you have an underdeveloped warrior, you get a wimp. You get a guy who has no backbone, no courageous energy. He easily gives up and he's quick to tap out or surrender. He is way too comfortable playing the victim and stays stuck in excuses and passivity. I call that boyland. Always hoping for and needing someone to cover for him and do things for him and make decisions for him. That's what we saw in Adam in the garden. The warrior face is extremely important in today's culture. Here's why. We got to see a men who are soft when it comes to initiative, decisiveness, and courage. When it comes time to make a decision, these men are most comfortable deferring. They want someone else to make decisions for them. Unfortunately, there are droves of these soft males today. Most of them are pretty smart and they sort of have it all together. But when it comes to leadership and decisiveness or follow through, they're just soft. They can't do it. They don't persist when circumstances are less than ideal. They crumble and they pout. They quit when they realize that something's a little harder than they thought it would be. The idea of finishing is foreign to them. The idea of working hard every day, eight to five, seems to be impossible for them to handle. They think they're still entitled to college life where they have spring breaks and two months off in the summer. They show up for meetings late. They don't know how to conduct themselves professionally or be counted on. And it's time to say enough. Let's not enable soft snooze button males who constantly defer to others to make decisions and won't take initiative. Let's call those guys up into authentic manhood. The destroyer and the wimp are the two misses of the warrior face. The phrase to remember for the warrior face is fighting for what matters most. The king face and the warrior face, they're the first two faces of manhood. Authentic manhood has to have both. We have to have righteous energy and courageous energy. We must lead with integrity and be willing to fight for what matters most. That's two of the four faces. Our profile isn't complete yet. In the next session, we'll unpack the other two, the face of the lover and the face of the friend. Initiative, the power or ability to begin or follow through on a plan or a task. Do you wish you had more initiative? I guess, no, I know. It would be correct to say the people who make the biggest impact in the world are those who take initiative. Positive or negative? Martin Luther King Jr. took initiative. Hitler took it. Billy Graham, Napoleon, Rosa Parks, Saddam Hussein. Regardless of whether you agree or not with what they did, you have to admit these were people with initiative. The ability to make things happen and to get things rolling.
The Bible is full of people with initiative. In 1 Samuel 14, Jonathan and his armor bearer took on the whole entire Philistine army by themselves. David said, I don't care how big he is, give me my sling, I'll kill him. You can be sure that the others who were still sitting on the boat when Jesus and Peter came walking by on the water wished that they had taken the initiative. You've got dreams, you've got goals. Do you want to change the world for the kingdom of God? It's going to take some initiative along with faith and courage and a good dose of holy boldness. Right now on the planet, there are people your age who are going to actually take initiative one way or another and make a huge impact on the world. You can be one of those people. God commands us to take the initiative. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything else you need will be added unto you. How hard can it be when you've got the creator of the universe behind you? If you're called to walk a million miles, you have to take the first step. There's no time to waste. And right now, somebody's feeling the tug to take the initiative. Somebody's going to do it. It ought to be you. Guys, I love talking about the king face and the warrior face. I mean, that is the epic stuff of masculinity. And it really kind of gets guys blood flowing to really kind of call them into a vision of those two faces of masculinity. And it's key. I mean, that king and warrior, it shows up on a daily basis. I mean, even by you going to work every day, that's putting on the king warrior face. Yeah. You trying to make sure you accomplish your deadlines, accomplish your goals. That's how you do it every single day of our lives. Yeah, you know, it's not just some epic adventure on the movie screen. It's breaking it down into real life at work, but also at home. I mean, you know, we can rescue our wives from something scary rather than zoning out and hoping she'll figure it out on her own. Or, or you know, we can lead with integrity just by kneeling at the, the bed of our kids and, uh, you know, teach them how to pray, how to communicate with their creator. Yeah, that's where it really begins to flesh itself out when we right. make it real and make it our own. I mean, I even think about the first couple of years of my marriage where our calendars are just crazy. I continue mm. to live life just as a single, basically, with now a spouse and <laughs> having to really put on that warrior mask and that warrior face and really step into that and uh, really establish some boundaries and lead our family through a tough time. Uh, but boy, it felt so good at the end of that to be able to kind of felt like you manned up and warriored something for the sake of your family. Yeah, and in my own life, I, when we got married, uh, we began to experience some in-law issues. You know, some, <laughs> hey, some anybody with the marriage has got in-law issues. <laughs> all right, that's all of us. You know, and it came a point where I had to decide: listen, am I going to man up or am I going to punk out? I mean, what am I going to do? to deal with these issues, particularly when they're coming from my side. And so it took, it took some struggle, but I, I, I put on the warrior face, I put on the king face, had some real tough conversations, but in the end, our relationship was better. But I had to be the one to lead that thing yeah, out. Big. Yeah, you got to pull out the sword. <laughs> got to do it, man. <laughs> you know, clearly the, uh, at the core of this session is a king leads with integrity. And the warrior fights for what matters most. You know, I look at that, and man, I, that's exciting, but you got to make it real. You got to break it down. And so we need a strategic move and we need to write it down in our training guide because that's where it begins. That's how we move from where we are to where we need to be. Yeah. And even going through it, presenting it to uh, writing it to present. It. I was even making my own moves and going, man, my own life needs yeah. some king here and my yeah. own life needs some warrior right. here. So I agree with you. That's that's the game changer when we really begin to press this into our life.
Hey guys, I'm I'm ready to press this into my life. I'm ready for the king and the warrior to stand up in my life even the more. We have to really put on the faces of men um and I'm I'm looking forward to the friend and and the lover um on Monday morning. Um, truly God is um, requiring some things of us as men and we have to step up to the plate. And like I said before, it, you know, we need it as men. Our family needs us to step up. Our, our community needs us to step up. Our cities need us to step up. Our nation needs us to step up and the world does. And so we're excited to have this opportunity to um, go through this quest for authentic manhood together with you. I know some of you haven't joined in uh, at the 6 a.m. hour, but I'm looking for you. I'm calling for you to come up, to step up to the plate. Um, I know some of your uh, con the time may conflict with you, but if you uh, make a commitment to watch it later and, and get involved and uh, we're going to be starting some small, small groups once we get the following up. Uh, and, and, and conversing about these things that we're talking about uh, in the video. And I'm just excited. I'm excited because I know somebody's life is going to change. And you know what? It's going to start with me. <laughs> so I'm excited. If I'm the only one that it changed, well, so be it. But I believe that God has um, given me this initiative to put it out there. To, so to let me know, let's get growing. Let's get started. Let's 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 come up to that level that God is calling us to be at and to operate in. And so I'm excited. God bless you. This is just Antoine. I'll see you at the top. Bye for now.